Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Frank Isola. And did you know this is our fourth straight show together, Mina? Not bad. I'm Mina Kimes, and that is amazing because I keep asking for someone new. Not right, not right. Well, guess what? We won't make it five in a row tomorrow then. Forget it. I'll talk to the producer. You're out. Unfortunately, if you're out, that means I'll be out as well. That's usually the way it works around here. (laughs) We're a tag team. Uh, But it's fun. Welcome to PTI. Mike and Tony are so impressed with our work that they asked us to stay on one more day. So I'm once again joined by my great friend from NFL Live, Mina Kimes, everyone. Thursday kind of applause around here. All right, let's start with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray committing to each other. Murray agreed to a five-year deal worth a potential $230 million with $160 million in guarantees. So this ends all the drama from earlier this offseason. Mina, how confident should the Cardinals feel about the investment they're making? I think it was the right move, Frank. I know yeah. everybody's last memory of Kyler Murray is watching him struggle in the playoffs. But if that was the floor, his ceiling is playing at an MVP level. I mean, before he got hurt last year, before DeAndre Hopkins went out, he was playing like one of the best quarterbacks in football. And despite that rocky stretch at the end of the season, still finished top five in every deep passing metric, second in completion percentage over expectation, your there favorite stat, which accounts for difficulty <laughs> of throws. Look, I understand that this is is not without risk. All you have to do is look to Philadelphia, where they give Carson Wentz that early extension and came yeah. to regret it, or Los Angeles when Jared Goff. But you can also look up to their division rival in Seattle and see how lonely it is out there when you don't have a franchise quarterback. I don't think they had a choice. They had to get this done. Yeah, all right. So before you roll your eyes and drop your head in disgust, I'm just going to say this. I Wait. do believe that he's a franchise quarterback. And we know out of all the sports, it's the most important position out there. And when you have a guy like that, you have to sign him. Obviously, the Cardinals believe it as well. But at least give me this. And I know there's nothing we can do about it. He is a little undersized. And I thought last year in the playoffs, and you kind of glossed over it, that performance in a lot of ways was shocking. And that interception at the end of the first half ended that game. Now, he was going up against a great defense, and it was on the road. That would be the only thing that would give me pause. But I think what it does now It puts a lot of pressure on the Cardinals coaching staff because after that game, it was interesting how everything kind of spun, not so much on Kyler Murray, but on the coaching staff, the offensive. But if Kyler Murray, that was his only playoff game that he's ever appeared in. If he has some poor performances next year and a poor performance, if they make the playoffs, it's not going to be on Kyler Murray. It's going to be on the coaching staff. 100%. A coaching staff or a head coach in Cliff Kingsbury that they also extended. And Frank, That move actually shocked me more because I thought Cliff Kingsbury struggled at times with game management last season, making adjustments without DeAndre Hopkins, and yet they kept him on. And to your point, he is a lot more replaceable than Kyler Murray. So there's absolutely a ton of pressure on him. I would also say there's a ton of pressure on general manager Steve Kahn because he put together this team, but they also gave him an extension. So I don't know what's going on in Arizona. Yeah, about what was he? He was 19 of 34, 137 yards. Two interceptions in that game. Real quickly, how does this impact the yeah. whole situation with Lamar Jackson now in Baltimore? 
Frank, just makes yeah. Lamar Jackson look smarter for holding out. He's an MVP. Out. He's accomplished more, too. He's, right. you know, he has 100% accomplished more, including in the playoffs and during the regular season, of course, winning MVP. He's gotten a lot of flack for not having an agent and getting a deal done. Yeah. With every new contract, his price tag goes up, and good for Lamar Jackson for waiting it out. All right, we have another topic right in your wheelhouse. Let's move to the Cleveland Browns. Lack of interest in Jimmy Garoppolo. Mary Kay Calvert of the Cleveland.com reports that the team is not expected to pursue a trade for Jimmy, D, Jimmy G, despite the looming suspension of starting quarterback Deshaun Watson, following at least two dozen accusations of sexual misconduct from massage therapists. The Browns will reportedly work out Josh Rosen and A.J. McCarron as potential backups to Jacoby Brissett. Mina, will the Browns be making a mistake if they don't pursue Garoppolo? So I think it depends on what pursue means. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, look, from a football sense, uh, purely football sense, rather, Frank, Jimmy Garoppolo makes a ton of sense for the Browns. Assuming Deshaun Watson is out for an extended period of time, he is undoubtedly an upgrade over the quarterbacks you mentioned. Uh, the quarterbacks that I could not help but make a face in response to hearing some of those <laughs> names. He's also a really good fit for Kevin Stefanski's wide zone, play-action-centric offense. He's a great locker room guy. It makes a ton of sense. What doesn't make sense, though, would be for Cleveland to take on his 24 to $25 million in yeah. salary because they'd be bidding against themselves. The only other team out there that maybe that does need a quarterback is Seattle. Don't think San Francisco is going to do a trade with them. And everybody knows the Niners have to get that contract off their books. So if you're Cleveland and you want him and you're waiting for the suspension, all you got to do is starve San Francisco out and then get him for a much, much cheaper price. All right, let me repeat. Before you roll your eyes and drop your head in disgust, let me say this. For a guy that's been to two conference title games in a Super Bowl, he gets a little disrespected, a little too much. You know, he's, start, he's won 70% of the games, or I should say, the, whoa, whoa, let me repeat, the team has won 70% of the games that Thank he started, you. which means something. But you happen to be right here. When you invest this much into Sean Watson, and who knows how many games he's going to be out for? Is it going to be the whole season? Is it going to be eight? Is it going to be six? You can't go out and trade draft picks for a guy that you might only get for half the season. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent, they clearly know what the next move is going to be. If he's going to get traded, if his contract's going to get bought out, and where he's going to end up. And I have a funny feeling he could end up in your old neck of the woods, the Pacific Northwest, on the Seattle Seahawks. And that is, of course, the one risk for Cleveland. If they do wait out San Francisco... Jimmy Garoppolo will have his choice of teams, right. and maybe he would rather play with D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett yep. rather than being Deshaun Watson's ultimate backup. All right, let's move to the NBA where James Harden and the Sixers have a new deal. Harden has reportedly agreed to a contract that will pay him $33 million this season and gives him a player option of nearly $36 million next season. He had previously declined a $47 million player option for this coming season, Frank. How should the Sixers feel about their new deal with James Harden? <laughs> well, they should be happy. But before we nominate James Harden for the Nobel Prize for humanitarian work for taking less money, and, and they, listen, he did help them out because they were able to get P.J. Tucker from Miami. So not only are they hurting Miami, they're helping themselves. But if you go, this is all about James Harden. And I know they wanted to upgrade their depth, but it's a superstar-driven league. And the superstar last year in Game 6 against Miami, he scored 11 points. He made four field goals, and he didn't go to the free throw line. So the questions about James Harden are going to follow him all through next season. Has he lost a step? Does he get that separation? Can he still be a superstar player? Now, he's going to be motivated, Mina, because if he has a good year, you know there's a wink-wink deal. Next July, he's going to opt out of that contract, and then he'll sign the massive deal. But I'm the way that he played last year. That first run that he had in Brooklyn, MVP candidate. Hurt his hamstring, hasn't been the same player since. 
I share your concern, which is why I do think this was a good deal for Philadelphia. Yeah. Really, the only risk with it would be if he came back and was so awesome that they, were, that they uh, regretted not getting him for a longer deal at a lower price. But given the way he was trending last season, you talked about his performance in the playoffs, worst three-point shooting percentage of his career, struggled uh, very obviously to get to the rim. I don't think that's likely to happen. So to me, this feels like they walked a very fine line. They need him in the short term to remain contenders as much as he struggled. But this keeps them from making a huge mistake in the long term, which I think is what would happen if they potentially signed him to a longer deal. Yeah, and I think, number one, they got better. But don't you find it interesting? Ben Simmons' last game for Philadelphia, he has a terrible game. It's against Atlanta in a game seven, and he's out of town. James Harden had a shocking game against Miami. 11 points. He doesn't go to the free throw line. Didn't even want to shoot the ball in the second half. What does he get? An extension, and everyone is thanking him. Thanks for taking less money. Now we're able to sign more players. It's interesting how the narrative is for both players right there. That's a really good point. All right, the See? second half of the – every now and then you get one right. <laughs> the second you. half of the baseball season officially began this afternoon with a doubleheader between the teams with the two best records in the American League. The Astros beat the Yankees 3-2 to two on a walk-off infield single in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees still have the better overall record, Frank, but the Astros have now won four of the six between the two teams this season. So, if Houston sweeps today's doubleheader, is it a big deal, little deal, or no deal? So you want me to tell you that games in July in Major League Baseball are a big deal? I'm going to tell you this because right now the Yankees are 8-8 in their last 16 games, and they got off to a great start. This one, they came from behind. They tied the game in the top of the ninth, and their bullpen fell apart, and that's been the strength of this team. Now, Garrett Cole has been terrific. He's 9-2, and two, but everyone remembers what Garrett Cole did last year in that, you know, the wild card game against the Boston Red Sox. It's all about the bullpen. Clay Holmes mm. was an all-star, did not pitch today, because as you know, Mina, when the Yankees were going to the World Series and winning all those uh, World Series, it was Mariano Rivera yeah. always getting those last three outs. It's the biggest three outs in baseball. I'm still not confident. The Yankees aren't going to outslug everybody. That's what they think. It's still going to come down to starting pitching and bullpen. The bullpen let them down in the ninth inning today. And as good as the Yankees' bullpen has been, the Astros' bullpen has been better. That is one of the areas where they are better than them. And I think one of the reasons why, even with that lead, the Yankees should be frightened of Houston. Look, it seems more likely than not that both of these teams will get the buys in the extended playoffs, you know, the top two seeds. But home field matters. You can go back to 2017 when these teams played, and of course, the tainted now uh, championship series, and every team won their home game. And of course, it culminated with Game 7 in Houston. So even with these massive, massive leads over their divisions, both teams are eyeing each other, and Houston picking up a couple is not good for New York. Yeah. Don't you love the fact, though, I mean, we talk about how strong the Baseball Players Union is. The All-Star game was Tuesday night. Here you are on Thursday, and they're playing a 1 o'clock doubleheader. I guess, I guess the lockout okay. had a little bit to do with that. But that's a quick turnaround. The NBA gets a week off, Mina, for crying out loud. Not these guys. All right, let's take a break. But coming up were the comments that Warriors owner Joe Lacob made about the luxury tax deserving of a half a million dollar fine. Wow. And Georgia players said fans started asking them whether they could repeat the night they won the title. What's the word for that? Don't you love how it's, you know, July and all we're talking is NFL? Right up your alley. Let's go. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. It's time to choose our words carefully, and what's the word? Get your engine started, Mina. What's first? Warriors owner Joe Lacob was blank to complain about the NBA's luxury tax system. All right, he was calculated by doing this. And for the backstory here, he was on a podcast, the Point Forward podcast, Andre Guadala, Evan Turner. That's part of the new media, by the way, Mina. And what he did, the, the league fined him $500,000 for what they said was publicly discussing the league's collective bargaining talks. And really what he was doing was complaining about the fact that their payroll and luxury tax bill exceeded $340 million. And what he's saying, he wants the league to know this is a team that a lot of people love. We're trying to win, but just to keep this team together, it keeps costing us more and more money. It happened to Milwaukee last year, and it's happening to the Golden State Warriors. So I'm going with defensive, because on the surface, this complaint is about paying the tax. Imagine no owner loves doing that. But really, it was about paying grown team and if you read between the lines he is trying to remind people yet again that the Warriors are not a checkbook team that's right words and it seems to me that even after so many years later after the whole Durant thing they are still defensive about that super team accusation Durant is too when I say they it did make me laugh though Frank when he said at one point during this defense our top eight players were all drafted (laughs) Somewhere Andrew Wiggins is like, uh, you I'm caught not, that. <laughs> I'm not your top eight. <laughs> Good for you. Exactly right. He said our top eight players are who we drafted. By the way, Andre Guadala last night at the ESPY Awards apologized to Joe Lacob for putting him in a position to get fined half a million dollars. Wow. That's why I can't, the new media is going to be costly. All right. What's next? <laughs> it's blank that Georgia fans started talking about a repeat the night Georgia won the national championship. Oh, come on. This is easy. It's on the money because college football fans are unrealistic. College football, in a sense, is so unrealistic that Kirby Smart just got a 10-year contract worth $112 million. So, yes, you play in the SEC. 
you know, you're, you can recruit at Georgia. You just beat Alabama, for crying out loud. Now, granted, they did go 41 years between national championship games. But, yes, it's on the money. This is what college football fans expect. And when you're going to pay Kirby Smart that kind of money, get us back in the big game. Isn't it incredible to go that long without a championship and then yep. immediately want the next one? Some might call that greedy. The word I chose was reasonable. Because while I yeah. still think Alabama is the favorite uh, to win next year, I think Georgia's got a real shot. Yes, they lost an entire all-star team on defense yeah. to the NFL draft, like the monsters. Monsters, pardon me. But when I was watching Georgia tape, my eyes kept going to players who are still on the team. Defensive lineman Jalen Carter might be the best player, and he wasn't drafted. Nolan Smith, incredible linebacker, still there. Brock Bowers, their star tight end returns. They should contend, and Georgia fans are right to expect them to do so. And here's the other thing, too, about the SEC. You can be a one-loss SEC team, and get into the Final Four. So that yes. kind of gives you a little path there, you know, to, uh, you know, you could lose the one game. Other conference, like Cincinnati had lost a game. They're not making it to the college football play. Mm-hmm. By the way, one thing about Georgia with money, they pay their coaches a lot. The women's soccer coach, I heard, makes about $200,000. The, the guy left USC to go to Georgia. That's the kind of money, but not Kirby Smart money. It's a little bit different. That's kind of like Mina Kimes money, as they say in the business. All right, that's the last word. Let's take one last break. But still to come is Charles Barkley getting closer to joining the Saudi tour. And his new Bucks tight end, Kyle Rudolph, a replacement for Gronk or a placeholder for Gronk? That was a nice flex there with naming some of those Georgia players. Well done. I was going to name them, but I didn't want to steal your thunder. So good job by you. I'm sure. I'm sure. Of course. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. It's happy time. Happy 23rd birthday. Evan McPherson, the Cincinnati Bengals' cool and confident kicker, had five game-winning field goals last season, including... A 52-yarder against the Titans in the divisional round. Just prior to the kick, McPherson turned to backup quarterback Brandon Allen and said, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. One week later, McPherson, a fifth-round pick out of Florida, sent the Bengals to the Super Bowl by nailing a 31-yarder in overtime against the Chiefs. Unfortunately for McPherson, his most memorable moment at the Super Bowl was going viral for staying on the field during the halftime show instead of being in the locker room. Ah, rookie mistake. That shouldn't overshadow the fact that McPherson was 14 for 14 
on field goal tries in the playoffs, tying Adam Vinatieri's record for most postseason field goals made without any misses. Uh, I reject, first of all, the premise that he did anything wrong by stopping to watch that incredible halftime yeah. show, right? Like, let he who has not dropped everything to watch Mary J. Blige cast the first <laughs> stone. It was incredible. And what he did before, as he reenacted, was even more incredible for a 22-year-old to have the stones to say that. To me, Frank, that is crazier than even throwing a touchdown. And by the way, kickers stay out on the field during halftime to kick. It just so happened there was a halftime show going on. A not-so-happy anniversary, J.J. Watt. On this day, six years ago, Watt underwent back surgery for a herniated disc. Prior to that 2016 offseason surgery, Watt was a model of durability, not missing a single game and winning NFL Defensive Player of the Year award three times. Since the surgery, Watt's played in only 55 of 97 regular season games. Last season, his first in Arizona, Watt had just one sack in seven games. Not only that, he's not even the best Watt in the NFL anymore. That honor goes to his younger brother, TJ, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the reigning NFL Defensive Player of the Year. All right, Mina, does J.J. Watt have anything left? Well, he certainly did last year. He may have had only one sack, but he was extremely disruptive. And Frank, when he went out with an injury, the Cardinals' defense went from second best in the NFL in terms of expected points added to 23rd. Now, they don't have Chandler Jones. I know advanced stats, we love him. Uh, <laughs> and the vamping. best pass rusher outside of J.J. Watt is Marcus Golden, so they're going to yeah. need him to be very good this season it, if they want to compete. It's a shame. He's a terrific player, but injuries have been a major issue. All right, happy trails to the Flames. Matthew Kachuk, the Athletic, was the first to report that Calgary is expected to trade its star winger after he told the team he wouldn't sign a long-term contract extension. Kachuk is just 24 and put up 62 goals I'm sorry, 42 goals and 62 assists this past season. There's been speculation throughout his career that he'd like to play in St. Louis, where he grew up. Of course, his father, Keith, played for the Blues. Losing Kachuk would be the second huge blow to the Flames after Johnny Goudreau, who's from South Jersey, by the way, scored 115 points with the team last season, but joined Columbus as a free agent earlier this month. If you're going to keep choosing stories like this, we're going to have to change the name of the segment to, like, the miseries because, oh, my goodness, what a negative group. Uh, and this is, of course, a miserable story yeah. for Flames fans. Frank, it feels like only yesterday we were talking about this exciting young team, nice balance, you know, yeah. of uh, experience and youth, and suddenly it appears to be all blowing up. Hopefully they can get a nice return for Kachuk so they can stay competitive. Yeah, Johnny Goudreau, by the way, Salem, New Jersey, same hometown, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. Feel free to use that on NFL Live, all right? That's coming directly from me. All right, no errors today. We're running out of show. Let's go to the big finish. Tampa Bay has signed Kyle Rudolph for tight end. Does that make sense? Makes sense for depth, but he's still going to be, you know, a secondary option. They've got such a good, a good group of wide receivers. They don't really need another tight end. Charles Barkley tells the New York Post that he dined with Greg Norman last night and will play in the Saudi Tour Pro-Am next week. Your thoughts? Yeah, good job by Andrew Marshan on this story. I'll tell you what. It sounds more and more like this might happen with Charles Barkley. I think the biggest question is going to be, is he going to, live T is he going to leave TNT? Everyone tunes in Thursday night to listen to Charles Barkley. Obviously, the Live Tournament knows that. That's why they want him there. I, I kind of hope he doesn't do it. He's a basketball guy, not a golf guy. Give me a break. Venus Williams will play singles next month for the first time in nearly a year. Is that a big deal? It's a huge deal for Venus fans, tennis fans, the star power she brings returning. And that star power is going to be double, by the way, when she plays in Toronto alongside her sister, Serena. 
Frank. Venus made her WTA debut in Toronto at the age of 21. Now she's 42. What an amazing milestone for her. All right, Miami is retiring the turnover chain. Oh, what? No. Will, you, will you miss it? You know what I miss? I miss the Miami Hurricanes of the 80s, Michael Irvin, Jerome Brown, when they used to win all the time. But everyone still talks about Miami like it's that team. That's eh, gone. Last one. You won't be here tomorrow. Will the Mariners make it 15 in a row tomorrow night? I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> all right, we're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. And I'm Mina Kimes. You can get the BTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. By the way, one last shout-out. want to thank the MLS and DC United last night. We watched Bayern Munich. Everyone kept saying, where's Mina Kimes? Where is she? And I said, <laughs> she doesn't return my text message, so I don't know. Great job. <laughs> Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.